Hello and welcome to the podcast. This episode is for you if you were wondering who on earth I am, but also if you have ever felt like you don't know who you are. New job, new role in life, new identity, all of it. Let's peel back the layers that make us who we are. Welcome to the Non-Diet Nutritionist Podcast, the podcast that promises to deliver a refreshing and no-bullshit approach to how we view food, body, and ourselves. I'm your host, Renee Bartlett, clinical nutritionist turned non-diet nutritionist and coach. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to episode one of the podcast. I am so excited to bring this to you. I have had this dream of doing a podcast for probably the last two years, and I have come up with all different kinds of plans and ideas and, and all of it, and this finally felt like it was it was right. Um, and what I mean by that is that I went, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to show up and try to be everything and I'm not going to try and be someone that I'm not. And that is so applicable to episode one. And in fact, the entire podcast, because as women, we tend to try to fit in and mold around everything else going on in society, whether it be our jobs, whether it be in our family life and we feel as though we have to be perfect. So I want to bring down that barrier. I'm going to make mistakes. I am probably going to swear. I am probably going to be just my authentic me. And I am so excited to be doing this. So thank you for joining me on this journey. And this episode really is about not only me introducing myself, but also kind of talk about some of the layers and the hats that we have. And it's really important that I set the scene for this because when people come to me for help with their nutrition, a big part of working on changing their behavior and understanding the nuances that is going on for them in their life and the struggles that they're having, a lot of it comes down to their perception of themselves and who they believe they are and who they should be. And so that's why I'm starting this. And this is why this podcast has so many layers that is more than just nutrition, because I can't just help people with their nutrition. The way that you think about one thing in your life is going to infiltrate in all the other parts of your life. So that's why this podcast is a mix mash of everything when it comes to how we think and feel about ourselves, but also nutrition. So let's get into it. I mean, If you've ever, one of the big questions I have asked myself many times throughout my life is who the fuck am I? And this has happened many times. I can remember it happened when I first joined the military. I was like, well, it was more like, what the fuck am I doing? I can remember that um, at Kapuka at basic training. But then when I left the military, uh, you know, trying to figure out who I was without this identity of being a soldier, uh, then becoming a mum, that also had had that question as well. And I know that you probably have experienced this too, particularly if you've come from the military or emergency services, you know, that uniform gives you that identity and it gives you some kind of purpose. And then when you're left to just kind of create your life, however you want to create it, that can be really scary and really vulnerable, but also really exciting as well. 
Um, so a little bit about me. I joined the army straight from high school, 18-year-old. Uh, I grew up in the country, um, you know, one of those go-getter kind of kids, love sport, love being active, and I didn't really like the idea of going to uni straight from school. I was always someone that wanted to do something a little bit different to everybody else, um, and I just felt like I wanted to be of service to my country. That just felt amazing to me, and so I joined up. I joined in the Army um, and the week that I actually graduated from Kapuka was the week of September 11, 2001. So as you can imagine, the whole world got turned upside down and we were left going, what on earth are we doing? What is happening? And the military was just like, you know, on full alert. So that was a very interesting experience being um graduating as a soldier at that time in a very pivotal part in our history. Um, I had an amazing career. I served for 12 years in, in the army. I left as a sergeant. I am so blessed in the career that I had. Um, of course, those of you listening, it's not all, you know, roses and happy times and rainbows. There were some really shit times. Don't get me wrong. But overall, I had many experiences. I got to deploy overseas um, four times. I had amazing um, friendships that were formed. I had amazing experiences that I know will never be replicated in civilian life. And just the things that the, my military career taught me are things that I take with me now and I'm really, really grateful for that. But like all things, there came a point where I just went, this just isn't really working for me anymore. I couldn't be the person I wanted to be. Um, I started to realise that I didn't want to deploy overseas anymore and that was a really big aha moment for me because I loved doing my job and I always said the day that I don't want to deploy is the day that I should probably leave. And I was surprised to find that that happened after being in for about 11 years because I thought I was going to be a lifer. I thought I was going to be in, you know, right up until they had to kick me out, but that didn't happen. And so I left. And strangely enough, I did something very unorthodox for someone leaving defence, and that was I had no plan, I had no job, I had no idea what I was going to do. I literally decided six months out that I was going to leave and I went travelling solo for about ten months. And I can remember telling my work colleagues of this and they were both I think a mixture of that's amazing I'm jealous I wish I could go to then you're crazy like what are you going to do for money what are you going to do for you know where are you going to live how are you going to do this because at the time and it, you know it's probably still the same when you leave defense you need to have a plan and you you need to be earning at least the same amount of money if not more and there's all this pressure to kind of keep up this same you know aspiring career that you had in the military and replicate that in civilian life. And I just decided I didn't want to do that because I wasn't entirely sure what I, I knew I wanted to do. I knew it wanted to be some kind of health and fitness thing. thought I was wanted to be a PE teacher. That was kind of along those lines. But then I, I just went, you know what? I need to figure out who I am. I, I can't have spent 12 years growing up as an adult in defense and have experienced all these things and then just go into something else because I don't even know who I am. And 
So that's what I did. I, I left in January 2012 and I went traveling and I had no itinerary. Yes, that is what I did. I had no phone. This is, and I, I love the back to this. Uh, I love the me of 2012. It's amazing. So I had no phone. I had no itinerary. The only thing that I knew was I was starting in South Africa in Cape Town and I'd booked a 45-day um, you know, traveling thing through through the the southern parts of Africa all the way up to Tanzania. I love climbing mountains, so I kind of based a lot of my um, choices on where I was traveling, so I could climb mountains. So I, you know, climbed Kilimanjaro, then I went over to Morocco, then I went up all through Europe, and freaking amazing. Um, so I did that for about ten months. Um, I was twenty nine. And I called it living the last year of my 20s. And I had my 30th birthday trekking in Nepal, which uh, was my second time being in Nepal and freaking amazing. Like it, that that whole year really taught me that, first of all, I don't need to depend on anyone else for my own happiness and that I can create whatever I want in, in my life. That That's, that's what I, I learned in that time phenomenal experience. And I am so grateful that I was able to do that. I didn't have dependence. I didn't have, um, you know, huge debt hanging over my head, although I kind of planned that out a little bit beforehand. I made sure that I, you know, wasn't paying off car loans or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I did this amazing trip. I was still a little bit lost onto, you know, okay, well, what do I do now? But I decided not to control it. I just went, I just need to create my own happiness here and I need to make my decisions based on what is going to bring me closer to Renee being happy and Renee being herself. And I remember the moment I was sitting on a truck in Turkey. uh, No, sorry, a bus, not a truck. And I was uh, gazing out the window, you know, thinking about all things, probably, you know, all the delicious food I was going to eat. And it suddenly came to me. I should do nutrition. Why am I not being a nutritionist? And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. And I felt it. You know, when you make a decision and you just feel like this is exactly what I need to be doing, there's, you know, you just, it, you feel it in every ounce of your cell in your body. You feel this warm, fuzzy feeling. You maybe your heart beats and you, yeah, you just get so excited and you just want to tell people. That's exactly how I felt in that moment. And that was about, um, maybe two months before I came back to Australia. So I came back and I jumped straight into a degree. I went straight into studying health science um, at a private college. And uh, on top of that, I decided to go and live in Perth. And uh, a kind of backstory there, I had never been to Perth in my life. Um, I had grown up all in central Queensland, central New South Wales, and then all my military career was over the East Coast. So to go to Perth made absolutely no sense. So therefore it made perfect sense for me to do it because after you've just been traveling with no phone, solo, you know, all throughout the world, of course, why why would I want to go back to familiar places? And I felt that that would help me transition back in Australia to having this new identity of Renee not being in the military. And so I had my two allocated bags. I got on a plane and I headed over to Perth and I had no job. 
<laughs> I wasn't entirely sure where I was going to live. I had a lovely friend that that took me in and I stayed with her for a couple of weeks before I then moved in with another friend. And I just went, universe, come at me. Let's do this. Let's just be open to possibilities. And um, and I was studying. I just started studying as well. So I knew that, you know, I had a future that I was trying to create for myself, but I just needed something in that interim. And I ended up finding an amazing job working at a psychiatric hospital doing the switchboard. So I was a switchboard operator and I absolutely loved that job because it gave me very clear start and end times. I didn't have to think about work beyond that. So I could put all my focus onto my studying and um, the people I worked with were so lovely. It was my first job as a civilian and it was a really nice work environment. I really, really loved it. Uh, and so different working in a psychiatric hospital, um, really interesting side of things. And here's the thing. So I'd now been out of defense for, um, you know, 12 months and I started to, you know, talk to some of my former work colleagues. And when they found out what work I was doing, there was definitely an air of, oh, wow, you really have gone backwards since you've left defence. You've really not made it. You you know, gosh, you wouldn't be earning much money doing that. And I found it so interesting because they were trying to impose their beliefs that you needed to have the job, the money and everything in order to be successful. Yet I felt the most successful I'd ever been in my whole life. I was doing a degree and studying in something I was so passionate about and that I really loved. I had an amazing work-life balance for the first time ever. I was making new friends. I was living in North Fremantle and anyone that knows Perth knows how amazing Fremantle is. I was right near the beach. Um, I didn't have a car. I had this gorgeous little push bike with a basket on the front and I used to, you know, go on down to the markets. I caught a train to work and I would sit there and listen to my music while I started go to work. Like, hello, that is freaking amazing. Yet people that, you know, were on this former life were trying to bring me down and make me feel as though what I was doing was nothing. And that really confirmed to me that I was doing the right thing because I was living my truth and I was happy. I had, I was living this amazing life that I created. No one else created that for me. Um, yeah, so that was really interesting. And I, I ended up meeting my now husband over in Perth. So I think the little nudge that I had to go there, uh, was probably for a whole host of reasons, but I'm so glad I went there and I ended up meeting him. And funnily enough, he's in the air force so I left defense to go and have this beautiful, amazing life as a civilian. And then I meet my now future husband over there, not through friends. We actually met online. Um, and <laughs> oh, that's a whole other story, you know, oh, the online dating, if you've ever done that. And um, yep. So I ended up back in defense, but on the other side as a, uh, you know, military spouse. Um, so that's kind of my story there with that. So fast forwarding, um, I, you know, we left Perth, we ended up going to Adelaide and I was almost finished studying um, nutrition, really, really loved it, couldn't wait to get out and um, I was then diagnosed with a chronic illness 
I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and at the time I can remember feeling really embarrassed, like it was something that I'd done to myself. Um, And looking back now, I can see that I had definitely taken disordered eating and and kind of normalized it. Like I thought it was normal to eat super clean and to exercise excessively and to, you know, have all the supplements and to do all the stuff because, hey, it's it's your health, guys. You know, of course that's normal. Now what I now know, and I'm going to share that with you in a moment, it wasn't really healthy, um, not for my mental and emotional health, but certainly not for my physical health. And anyway, I ended up getting Hashimoto's. I thought it was, you know, a terrible thing, that it was my fault. So now I created this whole other identity of, you know, I'm this nutritionist, but now I'm a broken nutritionist. You know, how can I possibly give nutrition advice to anybody if I have, if I have, you know, this illness? Um so I did all that I could to try and uh, manage it and control that. Yeah, and then I had this chronic illness and I'm trying now to create this new identity as a nutritionist. I'm not a veteran. I have this new job. But this is my new profession and now I get lumped with this, you know, illness and I had to kind of deal with that. And there was a lot of control elements in that piece because, hey, I didn't want to be unwell. I didn't want to be a nutritionist who had a had a disease like this. Um, and I'm telling this story because what I thought was normal eating behavior and what I thought was um, what everyone did, and I was surrounded by other nutritionists in my degree doing this, it's really not normal. When you um, are fixated on the numbers in your head and counting calories, and for me it was macros, um, I would constantly be weighing up whether I was allowed to have certain foods at certain time. If I was hungry and I'd only just eaten, then I would make myself wait at least three hours. So I wasn't honoring anything that my body was telling me. Um, and I was really hard on myself, really, really hard. The way that I spoke to myself was not great. It wasn't really empowering, but I thought that that was motivating um, and some of you might relate to this. In fact, I know you, a lot of you probably are because this is exactly the kind of thing that clients tell me when they come to see me. Um, so I had this kind of all disordered eating that I thought was normal. I'm now a nutritionist. Um, I'm dealing with my, my chronic illness uh, and I get married to this wonderful man that I met over in Perth and I'm now a military spouse. So I've got now all these different identities and things kind of swirling around and I'm creating this new life for myself, still, you know, trying to get out there and figure out who I am in the, in this world. Um, and then, uh, in 2018, so this is now how many years, six years after I'd left defense, uh, we then get a posting to Canada and that's actually where I am right now. Um, we've got a month left in Canada. So I've been here for four years and we're heading back to Australia. So, incredibly lucky to have been given this opportunity but you can imagine now um, I'm trying to build up this business and create this nutrition practice and then we get posted to Canada and I was 28 weeks pregnant so I had a whole other layer of identity of who the hell am I I'm like this person that's trying to become a nutritionist and and be this person in the world and I'm a military spouse and I'm now a mum and now I live in Canada. (laughs) So who the fuck am I? So I had a lot going on in 2018. There was a lot lot happening. Um, So, yeah, navigated that time and 
I must say, uh, so I'm now a mum of, of two, two little Canadians. They're both born here in Canada, and I have absolutely loved the role of being a mum. But as some of you may know, I was kind of yearning to to do something for myself, um, to to not just be uh, looking after these sweet, beautiful little children, but also kind of starting to do something with my brain. And uh, that's where I decided to see if I could get my nutrition business going again um, and running it online. But there was something that just wasn't quite right. Every time I would go to get back into nutrition and, and this at this stage I was working a lot more with athletes uh, or people with thyroid issues. So it was kind of like both, um, both spectrums. There was just something, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just went, I, there's something about the industry I just don't like. There's something about being a nutritionist I don't like, and I couldn't figure it out because I was so passionate about helping people with their health, but I just couldn't figure out why I didn't want to be a nutrition. And so there's so many times I went, nope, that's it, I'm done, I'm throwing in the towel, I'm finished. But something would just pull me back in. And so I decided, you know what, I am just going to do things my way right? I'm not going to consult anymore. I really want to coach. I know that coaching is something that I'm good at, but I want to really learn how to do it properly. So instead of telling people what to do and giving them meal plans, I want to sit there and find out their story and help them create something for themselves that isn't rooted in some kind of diet or restricted eating or anything like that. And I wanted to do this because I'd noticed that the people that were coming to me for help in regular nutrition would have to keep coming back to me all the time. They would keep needing more and more meal plans or they wouldn't trust themselves. And I'm like, guys, you're I'm not creating this meal plan out of thin air. I'm creating it based on what you're telling me, which means you already have the answers. You know exactly what to do. And so I decided, well, how about I empower these people to see this for themselves so I'm not telling them what to do. And in doing so and in trying to um, learn now this more this coaching technique and whatever else, I stumbled across intuitive eating. So this was at the start of 2021. My second uh, baby was four months old and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have found my people. This is exactly what I need to do. And this completely resonated with me. So that same feeling that I had on the bus in Turkey of I need to be doing nutrition, that's exactly how I felt when I um, when I discovered intuitive eating. And I'm like, this is exactly where I need to be. It, 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 there's no dieting. It's teaching people to be the experts of their own body and creating trust. And it's an incredible life-changing transformative experience and it resonated with me not so much well also from a you know practitioner nutritionist running a business side of you but myself when I had my first daughter I had a massive aha that I realized the way that I was approaching food and eating was a load of bullshit that I was creating more harm trying to eat clean than actually eating the unclean food, if you want to put it that way. Um, so I had kind of gone through a process of going back to how I used to be where I didn't diet and where I was just completely happy in my body and I didn't feel this pressure to be this perfect, amazing, fit person who is a nutritionist and doesn't get sick apparently. I went back to that. 
I went back to that because I saw my daughter and I did not want her to go down the path that I did. And I didn't want her to create anxiety about food like I had. And so I helped myself. I coached myself through it. Unknowingly, it was intuitive eating. That is exactly what I did. Um, So I found uh, this amazing group um, and I decided to become a certified intuitive eating counsellor and I found an incredible mentor and that is what I have just finished doing now in the last six months. I've been mentored by an incredible lady in Canada um, that just has now completely set me on the trajectory where I go, I am so clear in who I am. I am so clear in who I am, in who I want to help, why I'm doing this work. And this is how this podcast has come to be. Because even though I had this yearning and desire two years ago, I wasn't entirely sure who I was yet. I was still kind of figuring out my identity. So kind of coming back to the whole identity piece, there are so many parts of my story, just like all of you listening. There's so many incredible parts and experiences. And for me, I couldn't just talk about nutrition or talk about helping people and coaching without bringing in other aspects of my experience in my life because all of it is relevant, all of it. And I think that's where I was stuck because I felt like everything had to be in uh, their own department, very black and white thinking, which, you know, you'll learn that's, you know, very military. It's actually very societal, but, you know, even more so military. For me, I was like, no, I'm a soldier. Now I'm no longer a soldier. Okay, now I'm a nutritionist and I'm not a soldier and I can't do anything related to that. Okay, and now I am a mum and a mum acts this way and I am now a military spouse and all these different things. Fuck that. No, you can be anything that you want to be. You can create all different parts of yourself into this incredible, amazing human being and create the life that you really want and that you deserve to have. And so that's what I'm doing. That's the process that I've begun. And it's exciting because I am now able to impart that same momentum and possibility in the women that I work with. So a very common thing, they come to me and they go, oh, this is so much more than nutrition. I'm like, hells yeah, it's more than nutrition. This is life-changing, peeps. This is life-changing. You come here not knowing who the fuck you are and you're going to leave here going, I know exactly what I'm doing and I am well and truly on my way. Well, you know, it may not happen in the in the three months, but you're going to be, you know, your compass is going to be a little bit more uh, functional rather than, you know, running around like you're, you're standing on some kind of crazy magnet. So, yeah, identity, it's it can be one of those things that we're constantly trying to chase and figure out who we are. But at the end of the day, what in my experience is, you know, it's okay that you shift and change who you are and your personality throughout your life. That is meant to happen just like your body is meant to change throughout your life. You know, we're not meant to be the same size throughout our whole life and, and we're not meant to fit into the same clothes and we're probably not going to like the same food our whole life. Just like our identities change, just like our personalities change. And now I feel so blessed to be able to pass this on and help other women to, to see the possibility in ditching diets that are a complete load of crap, create the the world that they want to live in 
this amazing experience of life without the burden of trying to control their body, without the burden of trying to control their food, but then in doing so, stepping into the true person that they are and get out there and have a freaking kick-ass life because you deserve it. That's what you're here to do. Go out and experience life. Um, so I love it. In case you can't tell, I kind of love what I do just a little bit. So yeah, I'm a little bit passionate about this and it, I don't know if you can feel it. If you're listening right now out walking, whatever, you might be doing a big fist pump, but that's kind of my experience in this is I'm like every day I feel like a, it's a fist pump moment. Um, yeah. So that is basically a snapshot on me on who I am. I hope it's given you something a little to think about in your journey in your life and meeting yourself where you're at and knowing that it's okay to feel a little bit confused at times in your life about who you are, especially if you're going through um, transitions and trying to create this new life for yourself that's really different. That's okay. But know that there are people there that can help you. There's people there that have done it before and it's freaking amazing on the other side. It really is. Okay. So at the end of each of my podcasts, what I'm going to do, because I do a lot of mindset work and a lot of thought work, So at the end of each episode, what I'm going to do is give you something to think about, just a little thought, and it's just going to spark a little bit of interest in you. Just see how it fits on for size. Just see how it feels. So today, my something to think about is I can be whoever I decide I want to be. I can be whoever I decide I want to be. So try that little one on for size, and I look forward to bringing you another episode and... Yeah. Thank you again for joining me on this journey and I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast and you can find me across all social media at the non-diet nutritionist. This is the place to go. If you want to join my free email list and get heaps of non-diet nutrition content Also, to learn more about my one-on-one three-month coaching package that I take my clients through to go from confused to confident with their food in a non-diet approach.